Hey, what's going on everybody? Is this thing on as they say? Welcome, it is Friday. That means it's time for the Cypher Spoken Word series. Once again, my name is Ome Kongo and we do this every Friday. Appreciate you joining. We've been doing this on, on Twitter Live for the last couple of weeks as well. So appreciate you joining me there. Appreciate you joining me on Facebook. Appreciate you joining me on Instagram as well. And you know, sometimes because we got the triple camera action going on, might be a little bit hard to see. Oh, let me make sure I get my, 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 my light action going, you know, so we can, you know, get that get that action going there. There, yeah, I've turned that down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, gotta gotta have, you know, the, the, the proper lighting and the light. I think that makes it a, a little bit better so you can kind of see the whole thing and everything that's going on. But for those of you all, again, who've been joining us, we've been doing this every week, and sometimes with this triple camera setup, it's hard to see, you know, everybody's comments and who's joining and everything, but, you know, we just keep it moving, we keep it flowing, so I appreciate it. Uh, for those of y'all who are on Instagram, remember, Shalma does her workout at 12, some of y'all have been joining that, so you can check her out as well, and, you know, get involved with that. Hey, hey, Tom, I, I see you as well, appreciate you joining, um, and what we do every week, I drop two poems, I break them down, give you all a little bit of background of, of my thought process and what was going into them as I was doing them. And, you know, some of y'all might have questions or comments as well that you put into. I usually hop on the comments right after I'm done with everything as well. And so today, poems I'm going to share for you today are called I Don't Even Know Her Name and Act This Way. Some of y'all have heard Act This Way in different performances. It's also on, you know, the CD. Um, I don't really perform and I don't even know her name that much anymore. So uh, this is one that I'm going to be um, sharing with you all uh, um, today. And, you know, it's based off of a, a, a true story. You know, it's a personal situation. But there's some, you know, real life ramifications for all of us who are out there doing this work. And um, as you all know, the poems I've been reading have primarily been coming from from the limbs of my poetry, um, also on the CDs, which you can check out at upstanderinternational.com. Of course, you can go to places like iTunes as well, wherever digital music is sold and get those as well. I still got physical CDs. I don't know what people do with them, but, but I do have them. But anyway, uh, and before I get into this, these poems, I want to share my own tribute and respect um, to the late Congressman uh, John Lewis. To be quite honest, I didn't expect his death to affect me the way that it did. It's not like because I didn't care about him. I, I cared about him and, and, you know, loved what he's done for us and the movement immensely. But it was just something about hearing his voice in the later years and, you know, just hearing him talk about, you know, why he went to the last rally at Black Lives Matter Plaza and, you know, just hearing stories about how people who knew him said that whenever they went and attacked him, for some reason, they always went for the head. And, you know, I never met him, never saw him speak publicly, you know, I've never been in his physical presence. But, you know, obviously, you know, him and C.T. Vivian and, and, and so many others um, and a good friend of our family um, who we call, you know, uh, uh, Mimi, you know, who's also civil rights, you know, legend as well, who was my mom's best friend, um, you know, we've also lost. And I've just been in this position of kind of just silent reflection for y'all who follow me on these different platforms, you notice I haven't, you know, been posting much. I, you know, maybe it retweets a couple of shares here and there, but I've just been really been doing some deep reflection on just this kind of who's going to take the weight type thing. And, you know, and I've been an activist all my life, so it's not like that's been an issue. Like, I all of a sudden got to be an activist, but I just felt like, you know, we're just saying goodbye to so many people and these voids that need to be filled and, you know, just really be thinking about my role 
in this entire process and this entire movement. And, you know, to be quite honest, I think that particularly when legends like this pass, but just on a daily basis, we should be thinking about our role um, in, in all of these things that are going on and how we're going to do better in the movement um, in any way, shape, or form that we can. Because as, as John Lewis said, you know, everybody can do something. Hey, if our 565, I see you. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, can indeed do something. And as Joe Madison said, you know, what are you going to do about it? And we really need to think about that. So I wanted to give uh, my, my thoughts and condolences to him, C.T. Vivian. Uh, I call her Miss Mimi, you know, for our, y'all, so many of y'all know her as Mimi as well. Um, you know, who did a lot of work to desegregate just things like swimming pools and had bleach poured pour down, you know, on, on or because of things like that. Uh, we're here because of them. We get to do what we do because of them. I get to share this work and publish these books and teach at universities, you know, because of them. And I think it's very important that every single day we do our best to honor them. So with that, I'm going to share this first poem. It's called Act This Way. And then I'm going to hop into my second poem called I Don't Even Know Her Name. All right, my goal is hit them both from memory, but I do got the book next to me. If I need it, I'm going to hit it up, all right? To our complacent black actors, athletes, and artists out there, I ask, Where's the outrage? Spending all your time on stages and not giving a damn for what's going on with our brothers and sisters behind cages like Maya Angelou's birds. It's absurd because you act like you ain't heard that there's too many wars going on in the world, but you're only concerned with bling blinging, so you have no regard for what you're singing. Since you're rapping about your bulletproof cars and investing, your head's not even mind-proof yet. Then you got these artists out there dropping these snippets of consciousness claiming that they love our sisters, telling them to keep your head up, but it's only because they're on their knees and can't reach your testes. Then you got these artists out there claiming that they're hardcore down to the meat on their bones, but offstage they're vegetarian revolutionaries because there's no meat behind their words. And see, it's also absurd because you got these black actors and actresses performing acrobatics on mattresses for Academy Awards, telling our young queens they can make it if they act like whores because the plurable images of women is what sells. And what the hell is up with these actors trying to play action heroes when in reality they just ramble sambles But since they're also playing historical figures sometimes I guess they're more like sambo ramble So hamble hamble have you heard? I'm just trying to figure out how to kill three mockingbirds with one poem So leave me alone as I blast these rappers with their chrome and iced out Jesus pieces While I'm seeing these so-called conscious artists sporting their platinum star and crescents While these actors play historical figures who were all about the revolution and not ego tripping But when I'm looking for y'all at the real life rally Ain't no one here but us chickens or better than chickens you're more like popcorn kernels you see you're brown on the tv but when the microwave heat of reality is put on you pop white i mean what the hell are you working for from Step and fetch it to Stefan or Kel. I'm sick of all of the cowardice and buffoonery. It's like all of your affluence has given you influenza because you've become cold to our causes since you're only concerned with audience applauses. And I'm just mad because I can't get you in real life to act like an activist because society's got you squeezed like a fresh glass of OJ Simpson with poor blacks rallying because he was acquitted and not giving a damn that his politics never fitted our community. Like a glove. While on dub, our musicians are holding it down from east coast to west coast to slave coast with their platinum shackles and football players only concerned to making tackles while I can't even get a quarterback on some reparations thrown my way. And in b-ball, our people don't give a damn about the people of Iraq or Hebron's pain because they're too busy trying to be the next LeBron James. So to those celebrities out there who this applies to, stop letting your status draw you from reality and stop driving me to insanity of all your profanity. Getting million dollar signing bonuses and you still ain't saying nothing. While too many of us are content to sitcom, watching sitcoms and listening to whack songs that we don't care for songs as long as it has a nice beat. We don't realize that our minds being lulled to sleep while these other folks make TV shows with child geniuses like Doogie Howser 
yowza was still bringing down the house and movies like Soul Plane and all that other yowza, yowza, yowza. So y'all got to forgive me if I sound like I'm talking out of place. I'm just tired of seeing fake gangsters, inactive athletes, and black folks and blackface. I want to see our celebrities become more respectful and be more humble because they're single-handedly destroying 500 years worth of the struggle. So that's Act This Way. And as you know, some of these poems are over a decade, sometimes over two decades old. Uh, but as you see, <clears throat> unfortunately, there's still some relevance with some of the things that we're saying in here. And I do respect a lot of what the athletes are doing right now. A lot of them have woken up, you know, the issues relating to George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, and like, and a lot of these celebrities. And, you know, we take people where they are, you know, but at the same time, we are still seeing a lot of buffoonery out there in our black celebrity spaces that I will continue to call out as long as I'm breathing. To all complacent black actors, athletes, and outers out there, I ask, where's the outrage? And, and shout out to LeBron and, and Maya Moore um, and, um, and sisters from WNBA and you, all these people out there, you know, fighting and, and speaking up. And this is for the people who aren't, just so we're clear. Where's the outrage? Spending all your time on stages, forgetting what's going on with our brothers and sisters behind cages like Maya Angelou's birds. That's a play on Maya Angelou's classic work. Um, I know how the cage birds sings, right? Um, definitely a great book that everybody should read. It's absurd because you act like you ain't heard that there's wars going on in too many parts of the world, but you're only concerned at bling blinging, so you have no regard for what you're singing. Since you're rapping about your bulletproof cars and vests when your head's not even mind-proof yet. And imagine what H. Brown said, who said, uh, you know, great activist, legendary activist, who said, you know, I'd, I'd rather be with a sister with a, with a processed hair and a natural mind than be with a sister with natural hair and a processed mind. You know, a lot of our entertainers out there, just, their, their minds are not just ready and they're being put out on this platform, these large platforms. And now you see so many of these guys. I, I, and I'll be honest, call me a hater. It's fine. You can deal with that. But I get frustrated when I see some of these entertainers who have no history of doing activist work and they're being brought on the CNNs and MSNBCs to talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter activism and the like. And they always seem to have a new song to go with the interview. And, and I'm not saying they don't have a right to. Like I said, I respect people who, you know, find themselves waking up at different parts in the process. But I feel like, you know, we should, you know, respect the architects, you know, the people that came before us and then people who've been doing it all their lives. You know, we're not that hard to find. But a lot of people like to go with the easy thing and it's just kind of frustrated. And then some of y'all drop these snippets of consciousness acting like you love our sisters. Tell them to keep your head up. But it's only because they're on their knees and can't reach your testes. I'll leave that last part alone. But I was playing off of Tupac's Keep Your Head Up, which was a dedication to, to, to women to do that be loved and appreciated and celebrated, not tolerated. Then you got these artists out there claiming that they're hardcore down to the meat on their bones, but off stage they are vegetarian revolutionaries because there's no meat behind their words. I'm playing off of veganism and vegetarianism and the whole thing about meat. And I think you see what I'm saying there. Because the meat in this situation refers to action. Hey, Leonard, I see what's going on. Um... And so it's also absurd because you got these black actors and actresses performing acrobatics on mattresses for Academy Awards, telling our young queens they can make it if they act like whores because deplorable images of women is what sells. That primarily had me, that line itself came from, was it Monster uh, with Halle Berry? Um, or one of these movies I saw with her 
that I just felt like it wasn't her best role and I think she got the Academy Award for it. And I just feel like when things like that happen, uh, it inspires uh, up and coming artists to want to do these roles or, you know, Denzel Washington with, you know, his role as a corrupt cop in Training Day uh, versus all, I think that's what he got the Academy Award for versus all these other images like Malcolm X and Remember the Titans and the list goes on and on. Uh, and I think that's a problem, but it speaks more to how the entertainment industry sees us. And that's why when I, I, when I was doing my acting years ago, I just kind of stopped doing it because I felt like, you know, I, I love doing it, but at the same time as well, this whole thing about as you see awards and stuff, you got to do this stuff because you love it and not look for their approval because they're never going to prove you the way you feel like you need to be. And what the hell is up with these acts? <clears throat> these brothers trying to play action heroes in reality, they're just ramble sambles, but since they're also playing historical figures, sometimes they're more like sample rambles. And you know, I'm just... It's Hollywood. So, uh, ample, ample, have you heard... I'm just trying to figure out how to kill three mockingbirds with one poem. So leave me alone as I blast these rappers with their chrome and iced out Jesus pieces. There's something contradictory to me about wearing an iced out, you know, diamond studded Jesus piece. It just seems backwards to me. While I'm seeing these so-called conscious artists sporting their platinum star impressions, which is a symbol for Islam. And to make a platinum symbol of that. When particularly in Islam, they don't believe in pictorial representations of individuals, you know, as the leaders and the like. It doesn't, you know, what are you truly representing? While these actors play historical figures like Robeson, who are all about the revolution and not eagle tripping, but I'm looking for y'all at the real life rally. Ain't no one here but his chickens. And that's playing off of Step and Fetch It. And a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't realize this until later, <clears throat> that Step and Fetch It, you know, um, you know, the real life character whose name escapes me right now, apologies, sorry for that, just in the flow right now, did a lot of work as it relates to helping people within the movement for rights and the like, but my question is, I remember watching I'm a Get You Sucker and watching the cast from that, you know, uh, Robert uh, Townsend and the like, and they were saying, you know, we took those roles so that people wouldn't have to do that later. So, you know, um, it's a, uh, but people are still doing it now, and that's why it's a, it's a problem for me. Or better than chickens, you're more like popcorn kernels. You're brown on the TV, but when the microwave heat of reality is put on, you pop white. And I'm talking about these people who may play these roles, but when it's time to get out there and do the real work, then I represent in our communities. And it's also playing popcorn kernels, you know, like they're brown, and then they're white when they pop. Y'all got a roll with it, brother. <clears throat> What the hell are you working for? From Stephen Fetcher to Stefan Raquel. I'm sick of all of the cowardice and buffoonery. It's like all of your affluenza has given you influenza because you can become cold to our causes. Because you become so concerned with audience applauses. And I'm just mad. Affluenza, influenza. I see you got that. Hey, sir, I see you. I'm just mad because I can't get you in real life to act like an activist. Because society's got you squeezed like a fresh glass of OJ. Simpson, well, poor blacks rallying because he was acquitted and not giving a damn that his politics never fitted our community like a glove. And I'm playing off of, you know, the glove, the bloody glove. If it doesn't fit, you can't, you must acquit. Shout out to Johnny Cochran. And, you know, people, a lot of people talk about O.J. Simpson, you know, was a sellout to the community. And one of the things I heard someone once say that O.J. didn't sell out the community. Uh, hey, Bob, you got to see he was drawn out. And a lot of our artists and entertainers and like get drawn out of the community and never want to do anything else for it. While on dub, our musicians are holding it down from East Coast to West Coast to Slave Coast with their platinum shackles. They're still chains at the end of the day. 
and football players only concerned in making tackles while I can't even get a quarterback on some reparations thrown my way. Playoff or quarterback, quarterback, like NFL. Hey, Jerry K78, I see you. I know you feel what I'm saying. <laughs> so, to the and B ball, a lot of people don't care about the people of Iraq or her bronze pain because they're too busy trying to be the next LeBron James. <clears throat> so, to those celebrities out there, this applies to stop letting your status draw you from reality and stop driving me to insanity with all your profanity. Like, we spent all of this time targeting like racists and Confederate flags and all this other type of stuff, and I'm down for it. I'm here for it. I'm speaking on it. I'm all about that life as well. But I'm also someone who spent a career challenging our artists in hip-hop as well to put out more positive images and representations uh, that show the respect for the culture that we're asking other people to show. And I'm not going to be on that respectability politics stuff and just say that, well, they, they talk about us like that because we talk about ourselves like that. We know that's a nonsensical argument, but I do know that we have a role to play in making sure that we're putting out things to make sure that we're respecting ourselves the way we want. <clears throat> Get a million dollar signing bonuses and you still ain't saying nothing. Well, too many of us are content to sitcom watching sitcoms and listening to whack songs that we don't care for songs as long as it has a nice beat. How many of us even know the words of some of the stuff where we get seduced by the beat? We got to do better. So we don't even realize that our mind's being lulled to sleep. While these other folks with TV shows with child geniuses like Doogie Howser, we're still bringing out the house with movies like Soul Plane and all that other yowza, yowza, yowza. Doogie Howser was a show about a white teen doctor genius back in the day. And I'm like, what are we putting out to contrast that as relates to, to some of our own movies? We got great things going on out there, but again, this is a shout out call out to the people who are not doing what I feel we need to do to really uplift us. So y'all just gotta forgive me if I'm talking out of place. <clears throat> Besides seeing fake gangsters, inactive athletes, and black folks in blackface, I wanna see our celebrities become more respectful and be more humble because they're single handedly destroying 500 years worth of the struggle. <clears throat> Woo, sorry about that. Got a little caught up doing that piece. Uh, yes, that is act this way. And I appreciate you all um, sharing some of your thoughts and comments as, as it relates to this poem. Again, it's a call to action. Everything I write is a call to action. Sometimes it's a call to action to me. Sometimes it's a call to action to people I see out there. I'm going to share this next piece. And then I'm going to break it down. I think it's probably been over a decade since I've actually even performed this poem, so I keep the book next to me if I need to hit the, 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 the memory piece. And it's called, I Don't Even Know Her Name. <clears throat> Did you know that I used to be a conspiracy theorist? Actually, I'm still a conspiracy theorist. You see, I've inspired about everything from clan contraceptive pills and KSD chickens to why so many black children I taught are now on Ridlin. I believe in almost every conspiracy design enslaved black leaders around the world from Shaka Zulu to Patrice Lumumba to Dr. King and right on up to the present. I also used to opine about how AIDS was a disease created in Western laboratories to slay black people all around the world, but then I had to realize that my theories on conspiracies won't do anything to change the fact that my cousin in Mozambique is dying of AIDS and I don't even know her name. I said my cousin is dying of AIDS and I don't even know her name. Thoughts of AIDS coming from gays, junkies, or Vietnamese racist monkeys in Western laboratories won't do anything to help my cousin see her next birthday or the birthday of her child. 
It's insane when I think of those slain in vain by this disease of quote-unquote unknown origins, but of course it's worse now because it's closer to home. I often think about my cousin and how her husband was taken by this AIDS grim reaper and then I dug even deeper and found out that he died because he had to choose between money for expensive aid medicine and financial aid to feed his children and so now that he's dead and they're going hungry I guess he must have died in vain and I don't even know her name the western drug companies won't lower the prices of their medicine and so now she too waits to die impoverished and ashamed and I don't even know her name no more school for her sons and I don't even know her name her daughter might be raped by a gang of infected men in a futile search to cure their pain and I don't even know her name or how children die too because of this damn western drug game and I don't even know her name my cousin is dying of AIDS and I don't even know her name and I know this sounds repetitive but for my entire life her existence in my mind was negative and so now that she's HIV positive I feel like I have to make up for lost time because there's too much time lost before she's tossed into that category of Africans that die from AIDS, malaria, TB and probably common colds but since we don't know their names and Americans believe that all Africans are the same then unless they die from war or famine then they must have died from AIDS. Not old age, not rabies, even the babies. Let them all die from that disease we call AIDS. You know that AIDS. Some say it means acquired immune deficiency syndrome but it really might as well mean Africans impoverished death syndrome because we don't care for their name right well wrong because from now on I'm gonna sing my cousin song and the songs of the throngs of those dying in number so large that new rivers are forming from the tears of the crying but mounting AIDS deaths keep these rivers from ever drying and so I'm gonna sing the song for my cousin and fight the fight for her husband because you see failure to pay exorbitant prices for name brand medicine means my cousin may die ashamed but at least for this one soul it won't be in vain because by the time you hear this testimony I will have at least known her name. You see, her name is not African statistic number 10 million one or whatever research number will get these drug companies more money. And by the way, I got to tell my friends that joking about AIDS never was and still isn't funny. And if they or you ask why, I will tell them that my cousin, Kuishi, she is dying of AIDS. And though many of y'all may not give a damn, for those of y'all who care, please join me in a moment of silence for Kuishi's prayer. Okay, so, um, okay, the memory's still there. I wrote this poem, I don't even know her name, because my, I was talking to my mother once and she randomly mentioned that we have a cousin who has eight. Uh, and then I did research and learned that it was two of them, one who I know passed. And it, 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 it this was in the early 2000s and it just drove me nuts to know that this was affecting family members that I didn't even know back home. One was in Mozambique and one was in the Congo. And so I, I wrote this poem. So let me break it down. Do you know I used to be a conspiracy theorist? Actually, I'm still a conspiracy theorist. I'm starting with a little bit of, you know, lighthearted humor. <clears throat> I've conspired about everything from clan contraceptive pills and KFC chickens to why so many black children are taught are now on rhythm. So when I was coming up, there was a, 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 a place like Kentucky Fried Chicken called Church's Chicken. And growing up in Roxbury, some of y'all Boston know this, and maybe y'all said too, of other parts of the world, people used to have this idea of um, people putting contraceptive pills in their chickens. And there was also a, a beverage whose name I can't remember that people were saying they were doing that as well. And you know, when you look at the nation's history, I mean, nothing is really far-fetched, but I'm just saying I was part of that conspiracy group as well. I believe in almost every conspiracy designed to assassinate black leaders from Shaka Zulu to Patrice Lumumba to Dr. King up to the present. A lot of these things are out in the open, right? 
I also used to opine, then I start pulling it more closer to the story. I also used to opine about how AIDS was a disease created in Western laboratories to dispose of black people around the world. But then I had to realize that my theories on conspiracies won't change the fact that my cousin in Mozambique is dying of AIDS and I don't even know her name. And so what I'm saying here is like all of the conspiracies, at the end of the day, what does it really do? Right? Actions are what's needed. We need to do your root regardless of what's that, where things came from. What are we doing to fix them? What are you doing about it? Thoughts of AIDS coming from gays, junkies, or Vietnamese racist monkeys in Western laboratories won't help my cousin see her next birthday or the birthday of her child. And, you know, people were talking about all of these things. Remember in the beginning, AIDS was just a gay disease, right? And then people said it was just a, a drug dealer thing because of shared needles and everything to ignore the real fact that this was a human disease. Even talking about these racist monkeys. Um, racist spelled R-H-E-S-U-S. -S. I wasn't saying racist monkeys. <clears throat> so I'm saying all that doesn't matter. We got to work on finding cures. It's insane when I think of those slain in vain by this disease with quote-unquote unknown origins, but of course it's worse now because it's closer to home. And with a lot of issues, whether it's dementia, um, TBIs, whatever it is, sometimes we don't think about these things at a deeper level until it hits us at a deeper level. And, you know, we got to do better to have more humanity for these things that won't necessarily affect us directly. And then I found out that her husband died because he had to choose between money for expensive AIDS medicine and financial aid to feed his children. And so now that he's dead and they're going hungry, I guess he must have died in vain. And I start a series of repetition here about not even knowing her name. So now he's dead and they're going hungry. He must have died in vain and I don't even know her name. U.S. drug companies won't lower the prices of their medicine. And so now she too waits to die impoverished and ashamed and I don't even know her name. I'm speaking of all of these drugs that are out there that these companies are holding whole hostage basically because people can't afford them and that can go from everything from like you know um those in, uh in, inhaler drugs you know you had that guy who raised the price of the inhalers like a thousand fold the list goes on and on people's realize are on the line no more school for her sons and i don't even know her name her daughter might be raped by a gang of infected men in a futile search to cure their pain and i don't even know her name some of y'all may remember this but there were actual stories of people who are men who are raping young children because they believe that that was the way to find a cure well, her children died too because of this damn Western drug game and I don't even know her name. My cousin is dying of AIDS and I don't even know her name. <clears throat> and I know this sounds repetitive, but for my entire life, her existence in my mind was negative. And so now that she's HIV positive, I'm playing off of test results here with this language. I feel like I have to make up for lost time because there's too much time lost before she's tossed into that statistical group of Africans that die from AIDS, malaria, TB, and probably common colds. But since we don't know their names, and Americans believe that all Africans are the same, then they, unless they die from war or famine, then they must have died from AIDS because we look at them at all as one picture. Not old age, not rabies, even the babies. Let them all die from that disease we call AIDS. You see, it's sort of like with voting in America, like how we talk about white voters, like the rural voters, college educated women, um, uh, high school white men, and then when we talk about black people, we just say the black vote. Like there's no diversity within the black vote. It's similar to how we kind of view all Africans. All right, wrapping this up. You know that AIDS, some say it means acquired immune deficiency syndrome, but it really might as well mean Africans impoverished 
death syndrome, A-I-D-S, because we don't care for their names, right? Well, wrong, because from now on, I'm going to sing my cousin's song. And the songs that are throngs of those dying in number so large that rivers are forming from the tears of the crying. But mounting AIDS death keep these rivers from ever drying. And so I'm going to sing the song for my cousin and fight the fight for her husband. Because inability to pay exorbitant prices for name brand drugs means my cousin may die ashamed. But at least for this one soul, it won't be in vain. Because by the time you hear this testimony, at the very least, I will have known her name. Her name is not African statistic number 10 million and one. Or whatever research number will get these drug companies more money. By the way, I gotta tell my friends that joking about AIDS never was and still isn't funny. I mean, we've all made ignorant jokes about ignorant things over the years. As we get older, we mature, we know better, we hopefully do better. And if they or you ask why, I will tell them that my cousin, Kuishi, she is dying of AIDS. And though some of y'all may not give a damn, for those of y'all who care, please join me in a moment of silence for Kuishi's prayer. Kuishi is not her name. Kuishi is a Swahili word meaning to live. And I'm celebrating her life by using that term. So that was my two poems today. Act this way, and I don't even know her name. Um, this is wraps it up for another episode of Deciphered. I appreciate you all um, joining me um, for this and, and 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 sharing your thoughts. You know, I always like to go into the comments and hit up afterwards if I didn't get a chance to respond to your comments directly today. But this is what we do every Friday. Deciphered the spoken word series. We put them up on Instagram Live TV. They're also on YouTube, so you can go to YouTube and catch them out. We also put it up on the podcast. I have a podcast called The Upstanders Podcast with Dr. Omi Congo. So you can please check that out. We release episodes every Monday or Tuesday. Sometimes it's the episodes of Deciphered. Sometimes it's my commentaries on issues. Sometimes I'm putting up a new song. So please subscribe to that as well. Start checking that out. And that's all I got for you all today. Be safe out there. Rest in peace to all of our activists who've been putting in the work so that I can do what I'm doing today and you can do what you're doing today. Never forget them. Continue to honor them and all of the work that we do. Take care, y'all. Be safe. Peace out. And remember, always upstand. Why settle for outstanding when you can be upstanding? Peace out. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.